0: Get up. Get, get up. get
1: up. What's up Mets fans? Welcome back to episode 121 of the Mets Up Podcast, wrapping up this short and quick series out in the Bronx against the New York Yankees. Did not go our way. Was not one of our favorite series by any means. Definitely a little bit different than the first time that the Mets and Yankees played this week year. So we're going to go over this game, talk about it a little bit. The boys were at the stadium for game two, along with producer John. So the boys had a night out. We'll talk about our experience there. We got some good TikTok content. We're just going to kind of have a little bit of a more casual episode. Like not a whole lot of notes here because these games are relatively straightforward. And I think it's a little more narrative based right now than really statistical basis for this one. So if you guys are enjoying what you're seeing here... Make sure you follow us on all our social media, at Stup. That's going to be on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. If you're looking for the YouTube video, go over to the New York Mets YouTube channel. Go subscribe over there. You'll be able to watch us. And if you're listening to us, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, wherever you find your podcast, drop us a rating, drop us a review, and download the episode so you don't miss out. James, what has it been? 35 minutes? I mean, that hellish ride back from the Bronx. I can't believe the 4 train goes local
0: the Yankees do a lot of things wrong in terms of like stadium fan engagement all that stuff but having that four train run every single stop from Yankee Stadium all the way through the 100s and the 90s and the 80s all the way it doesn't it doesn't even get expressed until you get to Grand Central and that most of the people there are even not even going to Grand Central a lot of people want to go to Penn Station that guy we were sitting next to from Cranford he was, like, sitting there. He was like, oh, my God, wait. This goes straight from Grand Central to 42nd Street? Yep. And the second they said it, he, like, jumped right off the train. He, like, barely made it by a second. To sit. Oh, that, was, that was so annoying
1: after such an annoying game. I mean, they may have won the series, but the train battle, they don't even come close. I mean, I the fact that they, Seven they, don't, train? they they don't – We have a Super Express. They don't even have an Express train home. Like, that's, that's honestly one of the biggest flaws of the entire Yankee Stadium experience is that you have to sit on that train for, like, 16 stops to get to 59th. Just especially because no one's getting out at 125th Street or 119th Street or 103rd Street. (laughs) We saw, what, maybe one or two people get off, and we saw one person get on, which is crazy (laughs) to make that decision to get onto an absolutely packed four train at, what, 1030 at night it was? (sighs) That was very annoying. I was just going to say
0: something else about it, and I lost it about the train. Oh, and also the fact that that whole train runs underground you yeah. go home from City Field, you're on your phone. It's a relaxing, it's a leisurely ride. Oh, it's great. Tra- you're just sitting there, you're like, you're just it, packed in with people, sweating. You're know, like, I just, just can't be it. This just really can't be it. The Mets but do it right. The Mets do it right. Mets do it right. Oh, what else you want to talk about here? The series stuck. The Mets didn't lead for one second the
1: series. you realize that? Yeah, that, that feels right. That feels like mm-hmm. a correct statement, and I, I don't think you're making that one up. Yeah, just from the start, had a weird feel, and honestly, I think— watching this game i think the mets just looked a little bit tired from their long road trip i mean they've played some strenuous games against the Braves and the Phillies two division rivals and not that the Yankees aren't a rival but it's just it's a little bit less important norm than playing the Braves and the Phillies at this point long road trip the doubleheaders the four game series like this and that with the travel have they had an off day during this road trip even no uh, the mets last off day i i can't even remember what
0: it was i'm going to scroll their schedule now and find out just go, I think also the emotional drain from that Sunday win. Like yeah, and it was like a seven-hour
1: day. Like It yeah. was such a long Sunday as well.
0: And that series began after playing a night game, a draining Thursday night game in Atlanta, then going straight to Philadelphia for four more games. And then the uh. doubleheader
1: before the long game on Sunday. Like It's just been a very, very, very long and strenuous and kind of like just exhausting road trip for the Mets. And I'm sure these guys are super excited to not do anything tomorrow. The Mets last off day was Thursday, August eleventh,
0: so nearly two weeks ago. That's crazy. And they had a double heather mixed in there too. And in that time they played four games against the Braves, seven against the Phillies, now two against the Yankees.
1: That that's awesome. that's an insane stretch.
0: Yep, it is an insane stretch. I can't I can't believe they scheduled us this way to do it, But we're being complaining about the schedule is a little bit fugazi the Mets like, everybody lose. plays
1: relatively yeah. the same player or teams and, i should say and especially
0: a lot of this is pe- baked in because of missing those first two weeks because of the lockout the Yankees just played better than the Mets this series like the Yankees were able to do things that the Mets weren't able to do one of them was Aaron Judge hitting two home runs the Mets hit one home run this series Aaron Judge hit two that's a big reason you find a way to lose these 50-50 games also massive shout out to Clark Schmidt for just dogging the Mets for the last like what four innings almost yeah, we were
1: try You were trying your hardest to use the Shiano jinx on him. Like he came into the game, you're like, he's so good, and I was like, wait, say it again. What is it? he's good? You're telling but me see, like this? That was kind of on you. You tried to go there too much. I was being really yeah. honest because I do love Clark
0: Schmidt, just like as a pitcher and as a prospect. Like he's a really fantastic, fantastic guy. He was good. If he he's really good right now, just with like the sinker, the sinker slider combination with solid. a little fastball. If he can ever get his change up along, or I guess he's got a knuckle curve here now. I'm seeing on Savant it's a slider, fastball, sinker, knuckle curve. He only somehow he only got three whiffs. That is one of the
1: most shocking things I've seen all night. I, feel like I he mean, got the way Mets more. like put up. I want to say better at bat. It, it, this game, especially like game two, it was such a weird game because like the at bats and there was there's chances. It felt like almost every inning. Like there was a little bit of a lull when Montas got into that rhythm. But at the start, we had guys on first and second. Towards the end, we had guys on first and second. I mean, we ended the game with the bases loaded. So mm. there were just so many opportunities, and it just felt like this series in particular. The Mets sometimes, like, I mean, we've talked about it in the past before, but, like, the way that this offense is built, especially where it's not live and die by the home run, sometimes those hits just aren't going to drop. Like, the Francisco Lindor one down the line that went, like, an inch foul. Like, sometimes it just doesn't fall. I
0: just, I think the Mets left a man scoring position, like, five of the nine innings, if not yeah. more than that. That's just top of my head, just
1: trying to scroll through now. That's one, two, three, four. And there's a lot, how many double plays? I felt like they hit into a lot of double plays, too, which, like, I think again, just this two. is, this is Everything in this game just felt like it showed signs of just like exhaustion, like double play. I mean, like, and then we saw some con- uh, like something of concern too was when Dan Vogelback hit that ball in the eighth. Was six, it? by the way, six innings the Mets left a runner in scoring position. In this game, yeah. But that double play that Vogelback hit late in the game, yeah, uh, was concerning a little bit too because of did, he how he was move. running. Yeah, he was not running well
0: whatsoever. It was a very slowly hit ground ball that almost probably almost any other any other player in baseball beats that but just i mean vocal back though it him running is not really i would say that big of a point of concern because he's almost nope. never going to play the field and you just yeah. kind of want the bat in the lineup anyway and him like not being able to run didn't matter on tuesday or no dude no that was monday. Mo- monday monday i can't believe serious started on monday because he, that, that. he had that big he had the big home run got them closer there he had a chance to do that again but that weird ground ball that was also a weird situation where Aaron Boone had an opportunity to go to a left-handed reliever rather than leave Schmidt in the game. I saw a lot of Yankee fans before that happened getting upset about it. And I also think my dad texted me saying that Keith and Ronnie were talking about that that was a missed opportunity for him. But then
1: we talked through it a little bit at the game of, like, maybe it wasn't necessarily the wrong move to leave in Clark Schmidt because, what was it, we said that if you bring in a lefty to face Vogel back, the Mets bring in Darren Ruff. Yeah. And you probably like your odds with Dan Vogelback better because of the double play opportunity, just that if he hits a ball was, on ground it, was first, anywhere. it was first and second, but yeah. Like, the only yeah. thing you want
0: there is a double play. So I think you kind of – then they, it worked to perfection for them. And then I mean, Jeff McNeil next. McNeil's just been so on fire. I don't know He's, if a lefty – I don't know if a lefty versus a righty is going to really do anything to stop
1: him. Even to today, he had three more hard-hit balls. Guys average up to 321, 838 OPS dude was rope i mean the mets had some hard hit balls too today that just like found gloves like brandon nimmo with no, like a 396 sure. foot fly out that line drive he hit to josh donaldson at third base like similarly to the benintendi one that fell it just didn't fall for the mets like their guy was in the right spot at the right time p to, to the ball 116 miles an hour for a single after cracking the bat jeff lined out a couple times i feel like or lined out once whatever it was like there was so many opportunities and it just didn't fall i think there were what two for 13 with rones in scoring position tonight like just one of those nights it was kind of just one of those series and i and i know you guys are going to be be so tired of us being like it's not the end of the world like there's there's people freaking out anytime you lose to the Yankees especially like two in a row especially with the Braves like closing in i feel like people definitely get a little smothered of like oh what's going on so it's because it's on? because the
0: Yankees were playing poorly yes like the Yankees were playing very poorly the Mets were coming off a big victory then you have Max Scherzer versus Domingo Herman yeah Losing that game is really what hurt because once that Tywan Walker was in for here with DeGrom moving back to pitch against the Rockies, you were like, okay, you win the Scherzer game, you lose the Walker game, you beat Domingo Herman. Yes, Okay, you you can make do with that. But losing on Monday was disappointing because it was kind of the exact same stuff we're talking about now. There was just guys on base, but you couldn't really drive them in. There actually where, Well, they, they didn't on? have any guys. Really. They
1: were 0-for-1 with the in scoring position. So they had one at bat with the runner scoring position. They just kind of got dominated a little bit, which is crazy. I think they were just swinging a lot. We talked about it too. We were just talking yeah. through
0: the game. We were watching it. Domingo Herman just kind of throws those sinkers and those curve balls all around the plate all the time. And the Mets were taking hacks out of it, they just weren't really doing that much damage against it, which is frustrating against a guy like Herman, who doesn't really pop off the page, but he is something of a wily pitcher. His pitch mix is useful. The Mets had plenty of hard hit balls, too. They just were either finding gloves or just not really caught generating enough damage. And Aaron Boone did his best, his absolute best, <laughs> yeah, to keep did. the Mets in this game by letting Hermon because he didn't have a high pitch count, but like as you know, with a guy like Herman who he doesn't have that many tricks up his sleeve. You let these professional hitters in the Mets see him for a third time, you have a chance to do some damage. And that did happen. Their time, Mets got around the order in the seventh inning. That Vogel back home run we mentioned, and where there were all those moments where we got it to three, two, three to two, when you felt like okay, the Mets are going yeah. to make a run. The Mets are going to make a run. Mets are going to make a run, and then the Yankees just score the. When you the Yankees score the run, the bomb of that inning. When the team does that, you really feel like deflated, and they did yeah. that. I believe a few times tonight. But even this came yesterday. Domingo Herman allowed one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten hard hit balls That's in eighty six pitches. And the bullpen between Ron Marinaccio and Jonathan Loisiga, an inning in a third, of each allowed no hard hit balls.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, like, so the balls just didn't drop for the Mets, like, really, at the end of the day. It just kind of got, you know, as lucky as this team has been that people have said, they got unlucky this series. Like, I, we're trying to think about it while we're at the game to explain this series. And it's not that, like, the Yankees played better or the Mets played bad baseball. It was just like the Yankees were just a little bit better and the Mets were, like, a little bit worse. I mean, the series is what? 2-2 now on the year for a relatively meaningless series outside of like standings. But 2-2 on the year, we won the two in City. They won the two at Yankee Stadium. And we were sitting next to a guy on the train. I'm, I'm sorry, buddy, I forgot your name. He's from the seven line. I see him everywhere. But he was like, he went through the game. logs like 13-13. Both scored 13 runs in the four games against yeah. each other. Like this is two of the best teams in baseball. We know that. This is a series that I think me and you, I think a lot of us would be really excited. It'd be great for baseball if the Mets and Yankees end up meeting in the World Series. I think you would see a seven game series. Like, these are two really, really good teams who, at their best, are just going to kind of battle out these games. And sometimes it's going to come down to like one or two lucky breaks. Like, I mean, Pete dropping the ball in game two was kind of their lucky break a little bit because that changed the feel a bit.
0: Yeah, it did change the field a lot. And it was just I don't know, these games really mirrored the way they went in City Field. Because those games in yeah. City Field, the only lead the Yankees had was the top of the first of that first game. Yeah. When Judge and Did Lamehi with home runs? Rizzo. 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 They hit back to back home runs against Taiwan Walker. And then the Mets took control in the bottom of the inning, and they just went on to win that game. It got close to the end, similar to game one of the series, but the Mets wound up hanging on. The next game was a little more back and forth. With this, that time was the Mets getting a walk up. This was the Yankees scoring the late run on the misplay. That's kind of how it goes You get two really, really freaking good teams. And it's just, it's just, it's just funny that the Yankees were playing like their worst baseball of the season before this. And now they'll probably get back on the right track, which is frustrating.
1: Yeah. It's, it's more frustrating just for like, I mean, the reasons that all of us Mets fans have ever had a disdain for the Yankees. It's just because like, we don't want to hear it. We really, at the end of the day both of our teams are irrelevant to each other unless we play each other in the World Series. Like, the Yankees aren't competing against us. We're not competing against the Yankees to make the playoffs. Like, we don't face each other that often. But, like, the discourse and the conversation and, like, man, listening to talk radio tomorrow is, Uh. I think, I'm glad I don't have to commute. Not because, like, oh, man, like, I don't want a real job. Listening to talk radio tomorrow is going to be so annoying. There's got to be, I feel for you Mets fans who are going to listen to that because it's just going to be... It's gonna be overreactions. It's gonna be annoying, like Yankee fans going crazy. There's gonna be some Mets fans that probably get a little bit too down in the dumps too. Like everything is okay. Sometimes you just lose. This isn't losing to the Marlins. This isn't losing to the Nationals. The Yankees are seventy six and forty eight. Like I don't, I don't care how bad of baseball they're playing. They still are a good team. Well, all those people they aren't gonna to listen, to, listen to talk radio. They're gonna to listen to us. That's, the whole That's point. true. That's yeah. the whole
0: reason we're here. When you talk, yeah. you're trying to send people away from this podcast. How dare you? It's just. <sighs> It's Big so funny. By me. <laughs> that last episode we did with the after the Yankee series was so much fun.
1: So much fun. And I mean, and like, this...
0: and you have to give credit where it's due. The crowd of us, us Mets fans at Citi Field, that place was significantly more lively in the Yankee Stadium for these two games here.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, uh, even Buck said it himself. Buck taking a rare shot at the Yankees. Bucks usually pretty quiet, but he said, "Uh, yeah, it was it was almost like Citi Field, right?" Or I think he said, "Like, yeah, it was a little bit like Citi Field, but we were louder," which. I agree with the only thing that really Yankee Stadium does that's louder is just simply play nice. their music and that, I'm, I'm not going to curse, but that effing siren is like, it's anxiety-inducing. Hanging out in Yankee Stadium. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is not an enjoyable experience, I'm not going to lie. Like The only thing they do well are the bars outside the stadium before the game and that's not even Yankee Stadium really.
0: But those bars don't even really do it well anymore cuz I think those bars have realized that they're relatively well, but now they just basically charge more for drinks than Dude, inside.
1: I couldn't even believe. You guys want to hack if you ever go to a Yankee game, just go inside and drink the cheaper. Beer. It's way cheaper. <laughs> yeah. It's it was I think $10 for a coors for a whatever, like the little aluminum bottle that I had. And inside, like a tall boy, so you get what basically two of those was 14. That's like, that's a way better
0: deal. A, a White Claw, 12 fluid ounces, was ten $12. That's, that's. What, what bar, are we at, it was stands or billies? I only remember. That was, billies, that was billies, that was billies. That was billies. I mean, they're both fine. Just the idea of having a bar outside of the stadium is so novel to Mets fans. That's like such a joy
1: to do. And it really is, dumb. it is, it is nice. I w- like if, but for those deals, I'll just go into the stadium two hours early and start having fun. Cause like, really. There's, stadium,
0: the way they lay it out too, it's so uninviting. It's, like, just hard edges. The colors are—everything is gray and black. Yes, it's so like, gray.
1: It's so gross. Like, what, who's the this, who's this stadium for? It feels like a mall. I mean, it's for the corporate bigwigs over there who want to go and leave in the fifth inning so that they can, you know,
0: beat traffic. They do none of that fun stuff in between innings like we do no. with Mike and Emily at City Field. Like, it's nothing at all. There's so little panache in that stadium.
1: Ugh. It's it's baseball, the the pure baseball. I'm sure that's what they would say. This is a this is a place of history. So well, I mean, of course.
0: That's what, this is the place where Frankie Montes has to shave his goatee before he <laughs> yeah. goes on the map because you can't
1: you can you know, you can't disrespect all the Yankee legends from from the coal coal mining era. I heard an interview from Jordan Montgomery this week talking about um, when he was with the Cardinals or now that he's with the Cardinals, talking about what he would do about his facial hair. And he said that like basically, like Hal or somebody up top. We'll just like we'll look at the players and be like, that guy needs number fifty. Doesn't even they don't even necessarily know their names. I'm not talking about how, but whoever is in charge of this looks at them as like number fifty-two. It's a guy shaved that. It's a little. It's getting a little. You know, dark on the face there. We gotta keep it clean. That's unbelievable. I, <laughs> I feel
0: like the Mets should have all like rocked like major beards, for this just, for, just to go into Yankee Stadium as much as they could add. You can do a mustache,
1: right? If you're a Yankee,
0: mustache is okay. Matt Carpenter, yeah, yeah Babe Ruth reincarnation. Oh yeah, my G- God, there was Gianna one. B. had it too. We we were just taking a lot of time tonight, just like looking at Yankee fans and like trying to understand like what makes them tick. <sighs> yeah. There was one. There was one dude who was oh like standing, God. like 15, 20 feet away from us. He was wearing like really baggy, really long red gym shorts, like the kinds <laughs> that like the scene and kids one. wear in like seventh grade. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, John literally typed N one as well. Yeah, there were. Uh, and one shorts should tell you everything you need. And if you don't know what and one shorts are, holy my goodness, you're way too young because that was those were the shorts to wear in the early two thousands. They like shimmer. It's like that's the yeah. only way to describe them. Material seems like
0: I, I can't even imagine where what the origination of that material is. Like, like how do you start that? Yeah, well, polyester. Yeah. That's like got to be a polyester that's like been burned a little <laughs> bit. There's no cotton in those shorts. I gotta They're tell you sheen. that. There's sheen, but. This dude was also wearing the core four Yankee jersey. So stacked is, from top to bottom were the numbers 2, 42, f- 56, and 40? 46. 20. 20. Yeah. 46 S- and 20. Yeah. So either Mariano, Posada, Posada Andy Pettit. which So like, four mid players, really.
1: <laughs> I mean, Mariano was pretty good.
0: Mariano was Mariano was a fine player, but I'll never, ever, ever get over him being the first in the Hall of Fame.
1: Yeah, I mean like That's, that's
0: it, one of the most egregious things that baseball's ever done. Like Hank Aaron didn't get 100%. Willie Mays, Tom
1: Seaver, like
0: it's, it's like there's literally there's no explanation for Mariano Rivera getting the first 100%. For that reason, none. like while he was definitely an above average reliever, he's didn't the best strike reliever that many of all time. Out. He's yeah. probably the best reliever of all time. Also a failed starter people forget. But <laughs> to get 100% of the voting for it's only stressed. for only pitching like 3 innings a week for your whole career, like are you kidding me? Like what a with a joke. All of those writers, Every how could none of them like I figured that when the writers were doing the Hall of Fame and someone was a lock first ballot, everyone got together and was like, who's voting now? Yeah. Because you have to do that. Griffey didn't get 100%. Yeah, you Griffey's said it. Hank insane. Aaron, Willie Mays, Frank Robinson couldn't uh, even get in for any, years and years.
1: Anybody who's in the Hall of Fame. Ted Williams. Mar- Ted Williams didn't yeah. get 100% of the vote. Like, I mean, literally anybody who's not Mariano Rivera did not get 100%.
0: Every single person. So based on the baseball writers saying Mariano Rivera is the greatest player who's ever touched the field, I have to go counter that and just basically <laughs> say that he was a failed starter who, you know, caught a break, found a pitch.
1: Yeah, as much as I I hate the Yankees because it is a hate. I I probably give them a little more respect than you do with their players. Like I don't hate Jeter or I don't I don't slander Jeter as much, you know. I don't
0: hate Jeter. He just was in the right place at the right time. <laughs> I mean, a, it's a single hitter with a bad glove, like that. I mean, good for him. True. I mean, yeah. Could you imagine? He was really like, good at it. No, he was so good at hitting singles and making errors. Like, could you imagine? Like, <laughs> what what's the equivalent to like Derek Jeter in accounting? It'd be like. It'd just be like a really, it'd be like a dude who just like hung out like a C level firm in, you know, <laughs> central Arkansas.
1: That's it. The, wait, you didn't even finish the story about this guy who was wearing the these guy. jerseys okay. in the and one.
0: So this guy's and one, the Core Four jersey. We've set the scene here. All the Adam, patches,
1: too, by the way.
0: Yeah, tons of patches. Adam Alevino comes in the game. And Adam Alevino, I didn't realize was like a hated figure by Yankee fans. Which, like,
1: they traded him.
0: It's not like he even left. And then, like... But that wasn't it. We know that wasn't the real story. Yeah, I So if know, you guys remember the estimate that we gave before, that I, I just crushed Mark again, so bad we have to change the <laughs> rules this time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was... <laughs> it was the boos here at the Yankee Stadium. The only audible boo, because, of course, the Yankees won two games They played good baseball, was not Adam Alavino came in the game. And we're like, why are they booing Adam Alavino? And then this guy started screaming something we all realized that they crazy. hate Adam on the V-note because he said publicly three or four years ago that he could strike out Babe Ruth.
1: <laughs> Which is a factual statement.
0: Subjectively, one of the truest things I've ever heard. I mean, I, I, think, I mean I, anyone could strike out Babe Ruth. I think if you rag on the out, we can give Babe Ruth a run for his money.
1: Yeah, I mean Babe Ruth was basically like seeing underhand soft toss at, at, during his days. So and
0: every single time Adolfo Nivido threw a pitch that wasn't
1: a swing and a miss or a
0: called strike, this guy was screaming, "He thinks he can strike out the Babe!" <laughs> yes. As if Babe Ruth was like alive, as if Babe Ruth was, was like there or something. It's it was uh, absolutely crazy. Such creatures. There's so many guinea teas. and like, I don't even know if I can say that in the podcast, but I definitely can't say the other version of that. Yeah, big gold chain, so many, so much hair dye, tons Do you know of who- hair dye. Do you know who had
1: the lowest ERA in Major League Baseball in 1921, one of the years that Babe Ruth was playing in? Dizzy Nelson. No, the guy we're looking for is Bullet Rogan um, (laughs) of the Kansas City. No, no, that was – no, never mind. Hold on, hold on. It was actually Red Faber. My bad. It was Red Faber. Uh, Fun fact about Red Faber, he was 25-15 and that year because he threw 330 (laughs) innings. You know how many batters he struck out in 1921? 76. You're really close. He struck out 124 of the 1,300 <laughs> batters he faced. I mean...
0: What's the, what's the K-ray? John, give me quick math on that K-ray. Red,
1: Red Faber's a Hall of Famer. Oh, my God. <laughs> Red Faber's a Hall of Famer? That's I mean, crazy. Babe Ruth, one of the greatest players of all time. He's playing against yeah. studs like Red Faber. You yeah, got Bill Doak. In, I mean, he didn't play the National League, so no, no Bill Doak love, I guess, for Babe Ruth. But, I mean, some of these names that I could throw out. Man, the American League had bad pitching, too. How about George... Modridge. Uh was he on the Yankees? During uh, he was on no, he was on the Washington Senators. Another guy who struck out a ton of batters, 101 of the 1,200 batters he faced, he walked 60 288 innings. I mean, like
0: crazy fact about Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth, everyone always talks about the trade from Red Sox to the Yankees as being egregious, but originally his organization was the Orioles, and they traded yes. him to the Red Sox. And this is funny because Babe Ruth was actually a young orphan boy in the streets of Baltimore who was adopted. By a leading member of the Orioles franchise, and before he even played a major league game with them, his uh, his I guess his guardian sold him to
1: Boston. Imagine <laughs> Which that. Is crazy. Imagine that <laughs> Babe Ruth. His <laughs> dad that, sells you. The I, the only other thing I can think of is when Al Avila trades Alex Avila every year while when he had a job. <laughs> <laughs> I Me, mean, it's the only chance you get. I guess. Oh my god, this is painful. I hate this. Yeah, it's painful. Team. You guys, you guys can see we're we're really going off the cuff here because it's just Crotchety. like there really isn't. Much to talk about with what the Mets did. We didn't have Besides a lead. What, we
0: didn't have a lead in the series. Max Scherzer didn't pitch that well. No, there was one home run that was hit by a guy who has no legs right now. It was yeah. brutal for that. I mean, the ninth inning on Tuesday was. It, it, I was really fun. thought we were going to get him. Lindor put that ball down the line off of Juan de Peralta, which. The Yankees only having Wandy Peralta to go to in the ninth inning with Francisco Lindor and Pilonzo do up. It's just like that is the gift. Like, they, well, they, went, they You went have a team on Aroldis
1: the world They just just because Aroldis is so wild. Like You can't bring him yeah, in a bases loaded. loaded situation.
0: And huge credit in, in that inning to Starling Marte, who got down 0-2, worked a walk. Yeah. And uh, Tyler Nakam drew a walk. He hasn't been playing the best ball. Brandon Nimmo. When did, someone got a single, actually. Did
1: Nimmo get a single? I think single? Nimmo put the ball in play and beat it out, right?
0: Yeah, something like that. I think that was, may, it might have been ruled an error because I saw in the box where the Yankees had an error, and I saw the Mets... Did not have one, which is interesting. It was Higashioka's
1: catcher's interference.
0: Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, but yeah, the Pete drop ball was not an error because he didn't touch it. But Lindor put the ball down the line off of Peralta after going down 0-2. It really looked like it was going to drop in. Howie allegedly went crazy on the radio. Yeah, it scared scared some people. And then
1: <laughs> and then Lindor Lindor hit one decently, but it was just it was right to a fielder, and that was it. it was right the to ball him. game. Yeah, I mean, uh, what else about this Yankee Stadium experience can we talk about? Because the the food was pretty good. The uh, yeah, the, the the media food was definitely pretty good. Was solid. We had a nice taco spread. Mm-hmm. Enjoyed that. I had four tacos. I was very full. Like I, I had so a big bowl. Good French fries too. Good great French fries. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen this. If you haven't, you probably just haven't been on social media much. But there was a guy at the Monday night Mets Yankees game. <laughs> who did one of the most egregious acts I've ever seen, and it was caught on video, which makes me sort of skeptical Love whether that. or not this was planned or not, but this dude bought a, a glass of beer, because for some reason he buy a can, but we'll figure out why. Bought a nice cup of beer, is that how you say it? You say a cup of beer? I, I just say a beer. He bought a beer. Okay. He bought a beer that was in a cup, not in a bottle, or in a can or a bottle. He also had a hot dog with him. He also had a straw with him, and in this video, You see this man who is wearing, like, winter clothing, by the way, and a plaid Yankees hat, which is insane. Take his straw and stick it in the middle of the hot dog long ways, so, like, you know, not not splitting in half. Right down the middle and core it out. Then dip the hot dog into the beer and use it as a straw to drink his beer, which, I don't, that clip was everywhere for almost
0: 12 hours straight. It had 10 million views as of, like, 5 o'clock today, which is crazy for less than 24 hours. Also, he as he was, like, digging into his hot dog with his straw, he was putting the end of the straw in his mouth. So as not to waste those bites of hot dog, because I'm not going to waste valuable hot dog bites. Not also, animal. Think, think, <laughs> I mean, he is anymore. Thinking about this logically for a second, it's kind of not that easy, I feel like, to get
1: that straw straight through the hot dog. That's precision. That's doesn't mean. That's, like, you're you're risking the integrity of your hot dog there. And that's a guy who's done this before. Because he, oh, he, sure. he, he did not falter on, falter, is that the right word? He, he no, did falter not falter on sticking that straw in the hot dog. It's also just like a weird thought to think that like a man just like bought a hot dog, st- takes it out of the bun, playing with it, puts it in the beer, and then starts like using it as a straw. It's so insane because you're having the beer travel through a warm hot dog. Like that can't be, warm beer is awful. It's got to get so like foamy. As it's traveling through the hot dog, it can't be a good experience. I wanted to try it today, but I had the four tacos and I was full. <laughs> there
0: was also a comment underneath that video that said someone, and this could be a bold lie, of course, but the guy yeah. had, it was like top comments. It got tons of likes. So some guy said he used to like work with him and he said, again, this could definitely be a lie. He said this guy had done this before, which I assume that's true, but I also will not assume that that person is telling the truth.
1: Yeah. I, I really wanted to do that today, but with the Mets losing and the fact that I was full, I think I, I decided not to. Uh, give it a try for myself but maybe one day maybe one day we will give it a shot because i don't think i'm ever going to be able to get that on my mind fam <laughs> was also wearing
0: this like funny plaid yankee hat like yeah i've like, said that before yeah green and navy and also it was a hot muggy night on monday did he you not wearing... hear me i said this exactly word for word uh, he was wearing a jacket and the khakis <laughs> i said he was wearing winter clothing i'm i'm i'm, mixed, I'm all mixed up right now it's been it's a long 12,
1: day it's 12:45 at night we're here recording we still have a little bit more to talk about here anything else to wrap up this uh yankee stadium experience I mean, just again, the stadium's not a very
0: inviting place. I would say it's just it's it's weird. It's it's the way they organize standing room is weird too because it's not that many places you can actually see the game from standing no. room. And they sell plenty of standing room seats, and they create these like white brackets that fans just pile into. It was it was a bizarre situation.
1: Yeah, I, I think oh, it's we just got sh- weird. That's
0: gosh, out our boy Vic. We, oh we found, yeah, shout we back. found like a nice little enclave of Mets fans behind home plate and standing room. Our boy Vic came from Connecticut completely alone. To this game.
1: That's that's goaded move.
0: Dead solo. He was hoping to see DeGrom, disappointed that he didn't pitch, but we were just chilling with him for innings and innings. Talking to him, gave him a messed up sticker put it right in his shirt and immediately.
1: Yeah, that's that's, that's a, our that, guy. That's a gamer. I hope to see Vic at a Mets game soon. And Vic, I hope you listen to this. If you do, get in contact with us on the Mets up Twitter. You're a legend.
0: Also, shout out to the other friend on the other side who just had mustard all over his face. It was so it was, much it was spitting and spitting in our producer John's eye.
1: Trying <laughs> to talk you, to him. Did you see? The hot dog he was eating, it was basically just bread with mustard. Just like and covered was, his face. It like, we talked to for
0: like an inning, and we're like, dude, you got a lot of mustard on your face. And he's like, oh, my so bad. much mustard. And then he and takes his insane. hands, takes his hands, and wipes it off. <laughs> and then <laughs> he
1: goes. "It's like, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Like, I mean, if I had mustard on my face, I would never eat mustard because it's awful. But no, mustard's not bad. All mustard? You te- hate all mustard? Don't like mustard. There's like 75
0: different it. kinds of mustard. You can't hate them all.
1: Don't care for mustard. Don't Probably care mustard. for ketchup. Dijon?
0: You don't care about Dijon?
1: No, I don't know. Dijon. Mike Dijon, Dijon is the only mustard that I, I'll ever speak about. That's crazy. Remember Even him? Remember think... Mike Dijon? I, I The name sounds familiar. It's a 2000s Met. Yeah, of course John does, but he, he played with the Mets for a little bit. Maybe like a yeah. year. Isn't it crazy that there's only there's only one kind of ketchup and there's like hundreds of kinds of mustard? There's spicy ketchup now. But, I mean, that's
0: not that's not real. It
1: hasn't caught on. I guess. I don't know. Both of them are awful. They're People who put that on, like, people are like, oh, you don't put ketchup or hot mustard on your hot dog? I'm like, no, I'm a purist. I like hot dogs. I don't like the taste of ketchup and mustard. I want to taste the dog. I'm a purist, just like the DH. Yeah, exactly. Yankee right. Stadium, glad, glad, or say your line that you said to me on the train. I'm not going to take it from you. That was a good one. I About going back to Yankee Stadium. Oh, I'm absolutely not going back to Yankee Stadium this regular season. I put my
0: stamp on it. I have no intention of going back. No way. I'll do the trying. same
1: thing. You won't find you won't find me there unless they don't want
0: beards like me in Yankee Stadium. I'm not allowed. <laughs> unless we match up with them in the World Series. Yeah, that, I mean. That's why know, I said regular season. I said I oh, you said regular, regular season. season, regular season. Okay. But I mean, you know, making Mickey Mantle roll over his grave if he saw facial hair like this. He'd want me oh. deported <laughs> out of the country.
1: All the uh, the Babe Ruth truthers who were wearing his jersey because you know that's. Nothing's more Yankee than a paper That's the, that's the other jersey. Thing that's dumb
0: as hell about Yankee fans. Like, they have this thing where they don't put names in the back of their jerseys. But every single idiot fan's walking around with names in the back of their jerseys. <laughs> like, what the hell do you think this is? Mantle? The word mantle? Gehrig? What are you?
1: Come I, on. I think the most egregious one that I saw, and I think this would be a perfect way to end the Yankees talk, is that Yankee fans, again, always love to say that they don't care about the Mets, right? I mean, we saw Mets suck stickers at the bar. Yes. I saw a guy wearing, who bought a, a real Yankees jersey... And instead of naming a number on the back or whatever they do, he put Mets suck on the back of his Yankees jersey. That's, that's insane. Like, imagine getting a Mets jersey and putting Yankees suck. Like, that's – you can't do that.
0: Oh, the Yankees won their World Series tonight. I'm happy for them.
1: Yeah, they, they can have this one. We'll catch them in the Real World Series for the Subway Series. That will actually matter, and we'll see who the best team is. <clears throat> it's the Mets. Because right now it's 2-2 and 13-13
0: on aggregate. So we like learned, li- <laughs> we, we've learned nothing. It's literally a dead tie. So and the records are super similar as well. It's like a two-game difference. Yeah,
1: and of course, because the Yankees won these two games, not a single boo, which is just the worst. I, this is what I get for following. you had one my, boo. It was
0: Adam Alavino because he said he strike out Babe Ruth. Yeah.
1: Well, this is what I get for following my heart and not my head, which I think we're gonna stop doing here. But I know we brought in John here. John was with us. John, this is this is late for you. Twelve forty-five. How are you feeling? And as you guys can see, we brought in John, who is up a little bit past his bedtime here at twelve fifty a.m. This is remember, guys. This is a guy who eats supper at six o'clock. So supper. We're we're running late here for John. John, how you feeling? Good. I
2: mean, I'm I'm honestly surprised that you guys didn't uh, call me out on the stunt type pulled. Um, <laughs> bottom of the eighth inning. I mean, I kind of thought you guys would give me the business on that a little bit more nah. than you did.
0: I mean, I, I wanted to, but I also, I respect it because the car driving at the Yankee Stadium, it's very, that, those park garages are very poorly done. It's a gridlock. Yeah. It's even worse than Citi Field. So you're you're,
1: you're asking for a car accident, too, because people at Yankee Stadium, when they're driving, they just, they don't abide by any laws, any rules. They will just be like, oh, I'm going to go. And if your car happens to be there, it's getting hit.
2: Yeah, no, I, I have, I have no regrets. Obviously, there was and a part of me when the Mets
1: Yeah. Were, were- <laughs>
2: When they were when they were starting to rally, I was like,
1: "Oh no!" Not, not gonna lie, I thought
0: for a second, I was like, "Was John the Mush?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, because Mark actually also wanted to leave with two outs in the ninth, and I was like, "Hold up!" He, yeah, I did say that. I did say that, and then we had a little rally.
2: There's no advantage at that point other I, than like I that's guess, exactly yeah, what I said too, to I was like, a "Is bad right leaving?" Yeah, yeah. I at least because I've experienced the traffic out of Yankee Stadium. It's like one road leads in my case to the gwb i was headed back to jersey and like if you don't beat the traffic forget it so an hour extra yeah exactly so i'm happy i did what i did um obviously great night uh i definitely want to shout out piggyback on james uh mr mustard and also i'm gonna shout out james for being a good guy yeah to going going up to a random stranger, like it's not your cousin at a barbecue. Like he goes up to a random guy who's like trying to high five every time a Yankee throws a ball. <laughs> yeah, and James he is fast. like, "Yo, by the way, dude, like, you got some mustard?" <laughs> and as this dude is saying, "Thank you," yeah, hits me right in the right in the middle of the eyeball.
1: And you were having a rough eye night too. You had the, yeah, he had the eye, eye drops out. I did. I did have a bad eye night.
2: This didn't make it any <laughs> better. So, um, but he was passionate and I respect, I respect the hell out of that. Oh, for Mets sure. fans were definitely loud tonight. Like the second Mets got anything cooking.
1: Yeah. Mets fans were going nuts. So yeah, we were trying to figure out what the split was right before the game. I think it I felt, said, it felt pretty 64 the ish, maybe 65, yeah. 35 at worst. Yeah, no, There's a, good showing of Mets fans and they were loud a lot of let's go Mets chants, which was great like especially in the area that we were in it's also weird because Yankee Stadium is so cement and concrete that like just, everything it's just the like, whole thing is cement and concrete it's unbelievable it's just bouncing and booming off of everything so you don't actually know if it is loud or it's just because you're like trapped inside of this concrete cave
2: it was definitely loud um especially the Mets fans that was yeah. that was cool to be a part of um but the the worst jersey I saw by far, and we we were talking, we were looking all night.
1: Yeah,
2: um, was a Yankees Randy Johnson fifty one. Yeah, you hated that one. Uh, Not Melky. Melky was cool. I liked the Melky. And see, for me, like that's where you need the name on the back because twenty eight could be anybody. Like Joe Girardi wore twenty eight with the Yankees after they yeah. won. So when you put the name on the back, that's me being like, wow, okay, that's that's the intent of Melky Cabrera. That's cool. It's just 28. It's tough.
0: You get um, sneaky with it a little bit, yeah. Can I tell you guys a stat right now that Steve Gelb just tweeted, just to interrupt?
1: Yeah, hit us with it. The
0: Mets just finished 27 games in
1: 26 days, and they went 18-9. and 9. That's a really good stretch. Yeah. It's a really sick stretch to go. 18, any stretch of games, 18-9, you and sign now, up for that every time. And now 20 of the, the next 23, next 23 against teams, teams, under teams under
0: 500. 500 so. Love that. And that's
1: Love exactly
2: that. it. That's exactly it. That's what this game presents you, the opportunity to bounce back. You know, to yep. have an off day on Wednesday, and then we're right back at it with a 10-game homestand. John John H- R- Johnny R- Hemingway. Little R&R, R- R- rest and
1: relaxation tomorrow. tomorrow.
2: That's absolutely right. Um, real quick, last thing on the jerseys, James. I'm the, mm-hmm. Both of you guys I know are just – we saw a guy wearing a Rafael Montero. Jersey oh my God. On. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, Rafael Montero. No, he no he you didn't, didn't say anymore. that anymore. You just, just said, said sick Jersey. jersey. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I did. I did in my mind, I'm saying, they don't make this anymore. <laughs> I did say sick Jersey. It's a bang, bang thing. You, you make your comment. You keep walking. Um, we're on like 161st and he goes, thanks man. And he points to the back and he goes, Hey Seuss. <laughs> Jesus Montero, former Yankee cash and prospect. Traded for, for Michael Pineda. Traded for Michael Pineda.
0: He was yeah, never, guys,
1: is never once associated with the New York Mets organization. <laughs> no, not once. And if you guys if you guys don't follow us on Instagram, the reason we like talk so much about these jerseys is because we do a little thing on our story whenever we're at games. We do hashtag Threadhead. And we just look for kind of out of place, a little bit wacky jerseys like... A Rafael Montero. I mean, that's the first Rafael Montero jersey I've ever seen in my life. Absolutely. So we take those, post those pictures on Instagram. So if you guys have any crazy jerseys, make sure you come up to us at a game because we'd love to put you on Instagram. I think we've seen some crazy ones. I mean, like Buck is a classic of just like, yeah, you got a Buck Show, a manager I s- jersey.
0: I saw Terry Collins tonight. Couldn't snap a pic. It was in the bathroom, so I thought that'd be really weird to take my phone DC, out. DC, huh? Yeah, Jay Payton. Jay Payne's a good one. Um, Buck Showalter, uh, not Buck Showalter. Billy Buckner with an eighty-six num- number, eighty-six. That was yeah. absolutely ridiculous. Creative, yeah, very creative.
1: Uh, Jason, Jason Williams, white chocolate. Yeah, white chocolate was a good one. If you guys ever have good jerseys at the game, make sure you hit us up.
0: And also, just because we're not that creative on Instagram, so this is the one segment we we're, <laughs> sticking, we're sticking to because we just forget to do things on there.
1: We just we like to be in the moment. We're not yeah, on our yeah, phones no, like Yeah, no, we're that. super in
0: the
2: moment, guys. Yeah. Uh, obscure jerseys are the. I mean, Rafael Montero is a wild obscure jersey oh
0: um, yeah, like,
2: yeah i've never seen that's probably top five for me like i've seen i think i once saw rob carson if you guys remember rob carson, rob oh, carson. carson. yes yeah Wasn't was it roberto, roberto carson, carson didn't they, they called that roberto, roberto carson? Carson? i think it was just rob okay but anyway I, his twitter handle was like rob carson will do he had a cup of coffee with the mets i think in like 09 or 2010 but i saw rob carson at city field recently and that that blew my mind <laughs> You saw oh, Rob, Rob Carson. Carson. Oh my, oh my God. God! Yeah, that's that's. But you know what? When you have a deep history, a long history like the Mets, um, you see a lot of jerseys, and that is the transition to estimate here. So, Let's do it. all right. So the new rule that Mark alluded to, and I think there's just going to kind of even the playing field.
0: I'm too, I'm I'm too good. I'm the cream of Abdul Jabbar of estimate. You got to change the rules on me.
1: Who who is like a, who is someone that Kareem Abdul Jabbar played against? That was like. His competitor. I don't even know who played there in college. Those I
0: don't even know who was playing college in the seventies.
1: Change the games college. for guys
0: like me, Jerry West. I don't know. Does that feel right? Maybe. Who's in college? Like who? Who even? Those UCLA teams won like seventy games in a row. I don't think it mattered who they played against. John Wooden, the goat. <laughs> it's a legend. First practice every year to ever tell, taught them how to tie their shoes. Hey, listen. Made man. everyone take their shoes and socks off, and then you F- you put the sock on, you pull it up tight, you relace the shoe, tie as you can, tie your shoes. Because if you get blisters, you can't practice.
1: I'll never forget. Uh, just real quick to finish this up here, but my, I like, playing basketball in my youth, I was on a pretty good basketball team. I didn't play much, but I was on when, the team. Mar- when Mark was, like, nine. Yeah, I was, like, nine. And, uh, <laughs> shout-out to our assistant coach. <laughs> that's Mr- his youth. Yeah, Mr. Kane. Uh, good guy. He gave us, at the end of the year, the pyramid of success, a picture of that in a frame thing, from John Wooden, which is, a uh, that's a big thing that people like, the pyramid of success. Yes. <laughs>
0: Couldn't tell you, no clue where it is. All right, get the estimate. We got. We're already at forty minutes. We're talking about nothing for forty minutes. People like it. They do.
1: <laughs> yeah, you did come out swinging. I'm aggravated. Yeah,
2: we know. All right, estimate. So you guys have your paper and your pen ready. So that that's I do. Mm-hmm. We're gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna throw it out at the guys, and they're gonna hold up their answers when I count to three. There'll be no more. I say seven, you say seven. I'm going to go six under each I other. I do, I do think, think that, that this, this will make, make it more interesting. interesting because sure. now. Yeah,
1: because you're
0: not good the other way.
1: Yeah, yeah no, no, I'm not, I'm not yeah, yeah, that's what uh, it is. I go I with, with my heart, heart too, much. too much. I to go, go with, with that. That.
2: All right, here we go. Estimate I want to know how many total runs will be scored during the Old Timers Day game. Oh, All man. Day. Oh, like like the actual old, timers, in the old timers, the timers. How, How many innings are you playing? playing? Orange versus blue. The plan is three, I believe. Three, three. and is and it going to be like, like and an everybody hits type of scenario? Type of scenario? Are the rules? Oh. It's, it's baseball. baseball? Or it
0: <sighs> that like you need three outs. I believe three outs is. I believe that's what we're aiming for. Okay. okay. Is it like is it like a celebrity softball game where they're going to put an auxiliary fence and like make a small <laughs> field on the big field? I don't think so. But They're don't, just going to be on the field. <laughs>
1: Ah, man, there's There's going to be be a ton ton of runs scored. scored, i got to assume that then. It depends who
2: All I want to know is how many runs are being scored.
1: (sighs) I've got got a a number number that I'm going to write down. down.
2: Me too. It's a level playing field with no one having all the answers to these things.
1: This This is... is, Man, I... Look, up, look, up, look up, up some old old timers' days to find out. the, the scores, scores three innings of old, men, old playing men playing baseball who don't play baseball, don't play baseball anymore. anymore. I mean, I'm some too. older, some
2: older than others. You gotta, you gotta assume, assume like Josh Toley's probably gonna, gonna hit a home run, run
1: just because he's, he's like thirty two. So. so,
2: did you guys know Josh Tolley has a podcast with Ricky Romero? What?
0: Does anyone listen? Just found that out yesterday. Is, Is that, that, that the ultimate crossover? The
1: messed up podcast and Josh and Ricky Romero.
0: I found out the Danny Woodhead has a podcast. I'll do some. I'll do some content with Danny Woodhead.
1: I, I, didn't I didn't write this number big enough. Big Let enough. me write it bigger. Yeah, I,
0: I darkened mine a lot. Wow, that's,
1: that's like, like the worst number, number I've, I've, ever, I've drawn. ever drawn. This this, it, this, this looks, looks like a child, child who just, just learned how to draw numbers. numbers, write numbers. When was this. the
0: last time you hand wrote something? Psh,
1: 2017, 2017. I don't know. <laughs> 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 Once I became an advertising major, I didn't write anymore. All right. That's good
0: practice.
1: Are you guys ready to go? Countdown. Yeah. All right. Three, two, one,
2: reveal. Nine. Six. Oh, 69. Six, nice. Nice. I expected way more from both of you. Like higher well, numbers, well, I mean. That, that, that's good to though, though cause that cause plays, plays to me. Cause
0: cause if it, it, just, if if it goes, goes anything over nine, nine I'm the winner. Win I don't know. I honestly just feel like no one's going to run, so how are these runs going to be scored? No one's Ooh. hanging over the fence and no one's running, so I don't think we runs going to be But the defenders might not run. That's, that's what, what I was thinking about. Was The Mets are a franchise that prides themselves on pitching. Listen, like, if Ed Cranenberg gets up there and swings, he's
1: not going to pass first base, of course. But, but if you, if you get, get like, like, I don't, I don't know, know, you get maybe a little. And Chavez and Chavez, Chavez is going to put in the gaps gap, to get into that park run. Like, like you got to remember, remember that the guys, the guys who are out out in the outfield probably, probably don't want to, want to move, move that much either. either. Like, yeah, like there's going to be a My number already. This is one from. There's going to be a lot of like the little wiggle run that's going to be happening. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Uh,
0: I'm I'm going to look back.
2: Yeah, I'm kind of curious, too. I mean, not that it has any bearing, but...
1: All right, so All right, so we put, we put out the bag, we got, we got some questions here. Mike Piazza, Piazza this, this one involves him. going to be a old-timers day. we got, we got a question a that came in from uh, one of, one of one the people. I can't, I can't, I can't find the question, question now. But, but the question was, who do you think would be, be more valuable, valuable to this 2022 Mets roster? Prime Mike Piazza or Prime Tom, Tom Seabrook? This came from CABY underscore 12. John, you'd be part of this, too. Who do you think?
2: I would go Piazza just because the starting pitching is, you know, has been one of the, the, the biggest yeah, yeah. strengths this team has had all season. Uh, you have two aces. I mean, sure, what, a third ace or a fourth ace, if you want to call Chris Bassett, who's been an ace since his bad, his bad out in San Diego. Yeah, I mean, that's just the rich getting richer. But, you know, I guess the one thing that this team kind of lacks, if I had to say anything offensively, is that, that power, that punch. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm like Piazza's a 40 homer bat in, into the middle of your lineup. So for me, it's Piazza, um, but you can't go wrong with Tom Seaver, who should have been a unanimous Hall of Fame um,
0: inductee. T- T- James, James what do you, who think? you think? I'm just taking Seaver. I just I don't know. I'd rather get the. I mean, Piazza's incredible, one of my favorite players of all time. But he's Tom Seaver's a like lock for like, I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess maybe that Tom Seaver maybe isn't
1: as good in this baseball. Like, am I getting the exact player? You're getting a, you're getting the prime, the best version of these players. So like, I think maybe I will I think take you, Piazza then. I think you take out the era. Like, don't think of like Tom Seaver pitching in like the '60s. I think it's just like yeah, the idea that. Yeah, I'm just thinking the
0: fact that Seaver in his era, like he was a big strikeout guy relatively, but his level of strikeouts would be like probably even barely league average today. I think
1: it so, would probably adjust, though, you know?
0: Okay, like, well, if you give me the adjustment, I'll probably take Seaver because he's going to be one of the best pitchers in baseball, of course, one of the best pitchers of all time, but yeah. there's something said about Piazza playing so recently, just like John said, having that, like, for the homer punch. One more legit power bad in this lineup. Like, it'd be kind of hilarious to have Pete and Piazza in the same lineup. That'd
1: be sick. Yeah, you yeah. know I'm picking my boy Piazza, favorite player of all time. I mean, one of the reasons why I like the Mets and like baseball is because of Mike Piazza, so... Hopefully get to see him at Old Timer's Day. Would love to just talk to Mike Piazza for a second as he is what you would probably call my baseball hero. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. John, thank you for helping us out with Estimate. Appreciate you. We'll uh, we'll catch you soon. And then one last question here, which I think is this. I think this is a fun one because it's kind of, you know, out there too. This one comes from David. Who do you think each of you... Okay, that was kind of hard to read. Who do you think each of you think would be your best friend on the Mets roster if you were on the Mets? Wow, so James, I'll I'll let you take this first. Who do you think you would get along with the best? Who would be your best friend? Wow, because we've now we've met a lot of the guys. Yeah, so we have. Of, we kind of have an idea I'm of what the it. vibe is with these guys. I think the easy answer is is Jeff
0: McNeil because he's just mm. such a dude. Like he's such a man. He's just a guy's guy. Like we just hang out with Jeff, eat pepperoni, you know, just <laughs> just mess but around. Like Jeff's a good Jeff- dude.
1: Jeff, almost fits more to my lifestyle though of like eating Lunchables and stuff like that. A hundred percent, but I mean, you and I are very good friends, so I feel like i have really good true, friends. So, I mean, besides
0: fair. Jeff, like when we talked to Bassett, Bassett was such a good guy too. I feel like it'd be fun. I'm just going do the guys we've talked to, Tommy Hunter is just such a guy. Like I feel yeah. like me and Tommy Hunter just talk college football and just yeah. kind of get along that way. Otherwise, just we haven't met the rest of the guys, so it's kind of
1: hard to tell.
0: But that's my, that's my, those are my guys off the bat. Taiwan also seems like such a just a good dude. Yeah, I feel
1: like I'd like definitely. to chop it up with Taiwan. Yeah, I've had personal experience with Jeff, so he, he would be my pick. But I think Pete, I think Pete's probably yeah, just, Pete's, Pete's he just likes to hang. He re- reminds me a lot of one of my good friends from high school, shout out to Brad. But he's just, he just seems like a guy, like you said, who likes to hang, have a good time. Eat There's wings. that picture of him and yeah, eat wings. Like he, he'll sit down on Sunday and watch six hours, seven hours, eight hours of football with you and have a great time. He'll be into red zone. He'll be ordering food. He'll be telling good jokes. Like, he's just a guy. He's the life of the party, I think. And, I mean, that picture with him and Vogelback when they were getting coffee at the coffee truck, they're, they're bros. Like, you want to hang out with those guys. Yeah, that's that's the
0: pick too. I mean, but there's so the team just seems like it's so well knit. And, like every guy is kind of easy to get along with. Like I feel like Lindor,
1: Lindor probably Lindor would be like, crazy fun.
0: Like if we're going like that's the other difference here. Like are we just chilling like watching football? Like those are the picks we've given. But if we're like going out, going out to dinner. You know, going out, yeah. going out having some fun. Like I think Lindor would be a pick. Canna if you want to go out to a nice dinner. Canna's I don't know if we can handle Canna's dinner. Like if we, had, if we could, if me and Mark Canna could find a common ground on a restaurant. Like if I can find one of my like cheapo like five star Google reviews and I got convince him to come. Yeah. out any of these crazy places i go to like that'd be pretty fun Ken also just seems like he's an interesting guy between like just like being from california being kind of cerebral and like we know his taste of music is also fantastic
1: yeah definitely so I, there's a lot of good guys in the mets but i think that, that was a really fun question i like that appreciate you guys responding into the mailbag honestly didn't think we were going to talk as much as we did wanted to answer more but we're going on 40 plus minutes here so we're going to talk about this colorado rocky series coming up of course old timers day on saturday that is the big highlight what are the pitching matchups that we're looking at, James?
0: I think they're a little bit uh, fluid for the Mets right now just because we don't know where Jacob DeGrom's sliding in. We don't know if Saturday's going to be Trevor Williams or David Peterson yet. But as of right now, Thursday evening is Jacob DeGrom versus Ryan Feltner. Feltner is a guy who. Who? Ryan Feltner. He's actually performed pretty well outside of Coors Field. I think he's a second okay. year pitcher on the Rockies. He's really not bad. Friday night, Chris Bassett versus Kyle Freeland. Chris Bassett seems to be scrounging up a lot of these Friday night uh, black jersey starts, just somehow, some way. Yeah. Really, is all over them. Freeland's also a pitcher who's not terrible. Like Freeland will leave Coors Field and just be good ish. Saturday, like the Rockies don't have anybody named, which is a really good sign for the Mets. And the Mets don't have anybody named. That's going to be either Williams or Peterson. I guess whoever they just feel like going with. I don't even know. Is he's still on the roster? Or if he got optioned back. Was he tw- maybe he was 27th man in the doubleheader last weekend. I'm not exactly This is positive. a
1: four game series, too, right? It
0: is, yes. Because then Sunday won for the Scherzer versus Met Killer Herman Marquez. Okay.
1: Uh, Herman Marquez, solid little pitcher, although I think this year he's been a little bit off, but it's because he plays in Coors too. Yeah. Have, the Rockies have some players. Uh, they have a cool story about Winton Bernard, which I think is cool. You heard about this guy? No, I've never heard of anything you just said. Lifetime minor leaguer, 31 years old. Finally oh, got the call. Oh, yeah, uh, just
0: another guy. Okay, 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 I yeah, got you. Yeah,
1: so shout out to Winton Bernard. Uh, he's also, he went to Niagara University. So he's not local. He's from San Diego, but dude went from Niagara, made it to the big leagues. He, he grinded it out. You love stories like that. Like, that's <laughs> that's always super cool. That is very cool. Rockies also
0: just the thing with them over the last few years. They just play significantly better at home compared to on the road. The record this year at home is 36-31. and
1: 31. On the road is 18-39. It's that elevation change, man. Like yeah. people don't realize that as much benefits as you get from playing in Colorado when you leave, it's like devastating to your like health.
0: And they are coming from Colorado a game tomorrow at three o'clock. Or I guess Love today that. when you
1: guys are listening. Day game against the Rangers coming straight to City Field. Yep. Uh some guys to keep an eye out for CJ Crone obviously offensively. They still have Charlie Blackman, Ryan McMahon. Uh Chris Bryant's hurt, right? He's well, not. Chris Bryant is he's not even doing baseball activities, in a walking boot. Okay. And then they had called up El Montero who's Tearing up the miners, and he's been hot and cold. They're the Rockies. I mean, they're not bad, but they're not good. Yeah, and the, the, like line, the lineup s- really isn't
0: bad because Brendan Rodgers has been hitting. He seems to have turned a corner as a young major leaguer. He's the power isn't really there, but he's 120 hits already and a 333 yeah. on base, which is not like fantastic, but it's also pretty good. Seven 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 sixty OPS like. He leads this team in WAR. CJ Cron a big power hitter. His last swing and miss. Charlie Blackman's come from the uh, Death Grips to have another good Charlie Blackman <laughs> season. McMahon's solid, Grichuk solid. Connor Joe gets on base. This team's not good, but it's not. They're not like I don't know. They're not gonna roll over for you. Would love to get to their bullpen early. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, I wish we hope we see Antonio Senza. Actually, no, Cenza kills the Mets. Yeah, don't want to see Cenza tella,
1: but I would like to see. Col- you know, We're gonna a little- see Colome, Col- Ty, Black, Robert Stevenson, Jose Urania, old friend. Jolie Chassin, Justin Lawrence. Denelson Nelson Lemet is probably their best arm, honestly, that they have.
0: I guess his was a weird team.
1: Do you remember Jordan Sheffield? Didn't he didn't he like pitch a couple of
0: annoying innings against the Mets last year? No, he pitched a couple of innings and they just shelled him. Yeah. They like they just really hit Jordan Sheffield a lot. So, and let's, do, let's do some Old Timers Day stuff briefly, a few minutes. We talked yeah. about this a lot in Amazing But True, New York Post Mets podcast with Nelson Figueroa and Jake Brown. So, if you guys want a more in depth look at Old Timers Day, you can listen to our takes on there just because it's late and we've gone on way longer than I expected. But John needs to go to sleep too. Yeah, Josh's tired. I'm tired. Mark's tired. But he's
1: sleeping until noon anyway, so he doesn't care. But oh, it's just, my neighbor. My neighbors upstairs have changed that now because at ni- at I, nine I, don't, a job, I don't really I don't hate that at all. They they start playing basketball at nine o'clock, seemingly upstairs. They definitely have a three year old toddler, and it's okay. I'm like I'm not mad at them, but it would be nice if like that toddler like sat maybe for like I don't know an hour at a given time because he's just running back and forth. It's quiet now, but it is one a.m. So if he was running around, I would have questions.
0: I've got the roster in front of me here. Just gonna just gonna go through some of the crazier names on this list. Of course, you're gonna have you know Terry's gonna be there as a manager. Bobby V. Bartolo, Ronnie's gonna be there.
1: Jafranco, Franco, Doc Gooden.
0: Uh Wait, I got a fun thing I got a what? fun thing
1: for you. Instead of reading out the whole rosters, we have the rosters for team Willie Randolph and Team Terry Collins. I could just read that out to you and maybe we could predict who you think's gonna win as well, just for yeah, fun. Sure.
0: I was gonna go through the big names. I would go go for it. That's okay. All.
1: So team Randolph, David Cohn was the number one overall pick, I believe, of the entire draft. Uh Terry Collins went with Bartolo. But David Cohn, John Franco, Doc Gooden, Pedro, Billy Wagner, Piazza, Todd Pratt. Lee Mazzilli, Rico Bronia, Tim Tuffle, Cliff Floyd, Kevin Elster, Rafael Santana, Edgardo Alfonso, Benny Agbayani, Pat Mahomes, and Doug Sisk, and your boy Eddie Lynch on Team Randolph. And if you go to Team Collins, wow, there was a trade in this. This is crazy, by what the was way. A trade? There was a trade Doug Sisk for Glendon Rush. They just- were drafted in the same round, it appears, and they were traded for each other. So that's confusing to me. Maybe that was like a hey, we need we need more of these guys on yeah. one of these teams. <laughs> Yeah, team crap. Terry Collins, Bartolo, Josh Tolley, Daniel Murphy, Jose Reyes, Al Leiter, Steve Henderson, Jesse Roscoe, Todd Zilmuki, Bob Ojeda, Howard Johnson, Robin Ventura, Andy Chavez, Turk Wendell, Dennis Cook, Steve Traxel, Glennon Rush, and Terry Leach. So, I'll let you have first pick here. What team do you want to go for? I think it'll be fun for us to, like, pick a team to root for here. This should have this should, been the estimate. This is yeah, a big, just big box by John. Uh, we could throw this. Maybe we could just have, like, a fun bet between me and you. All right, what can we do? What does the loser do? Maybe Sunday we have to do something because we'll both be there. Actually, no, we're not going Sunday. No, we're not going to be there Sunday. But we'll figure something out. We'll tweet about it. Maybe you guys can tweet at us what you think would be a good punishment for whoever doesn't get this. Right. If
0: anyone's still listening, you're a real fan, so I'll t- I'll take what they have to say to heart. Uh,
1: give me the David, give me the Coney team, my friend David. Okay, Kai. that's good. I'll take. I-, I got big sexy. I got Daniel Murphy, Jose Reyes. I got some players here, and as John put in the chat, Zeal is the man to watch out for. I don't know Why is that. I Todd is just he's in good shape we saw him we talked to him earlier before we were official with the Mets so I I like my team Terry Collins hopefully we uh get a nice win and you do something because I'm clearly gonna lose estimate (laughs) we hope so I mean it's like 12 series left so it's not I'm not out of the woods but it's close anyways guys I think that's a perfect way for us to wrap up this shockingly long episode we have a problem we just like talking too much but thank you for listening we appreciate it if you guys are not yet following us on all our social media, make sure you are at MetsUp on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. If you're looking for the YouTube video, it's on the New York Mets channel. Go subscribe over there. And if you're listening to us, which we hope you are, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, wherever you get it, drop us a rating, drop us a review, and make sure you download the episodes. It really does help us out. James, where can they find you on Twitter? James underscore Shiano. And I'm Giraffe Neck Mark with a C. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for watching. And we'll catch you after the Rocky series. Peace out. Peace out, guys. See you next time.
0: Get up, get, get get up, get up.